0: Welcome to the For Your Thoughts podcast, where psychology, pop culture, and self meet. This is part two of The Blast from the Past. Um, Happy New Year again. It's still January, and I think you say Happy New Year until it's February. That's what we do. Okay. But anywho, um, yeah, so I hope you guys enjoyed part one. And if you haven't lis- listened to part one, go ahead and do that. Um, like I kind of explained, this is to just reintroduce the podcast to our new listeners and people who haven't, you know, gone back to like 2018 to listen to it. Cause those are gems of podcasts too. I love that. And you can truly see the growth of it as well. And I love for you guys to like grow with me as well. So I think it's just dope to hear it all. And this is a good way to do that. Cause I just kind of pulled all, all of my favorite clips, um, from each episode and just put them all together, threw them all together. Um, to a little compilation piece or whatever. And I really, really like it. I'm like, wow, like just to hear myself like and the growth and everything, it's just pretty insane. But yeah, so I handpicked every moment, so it's a personal thing. Um, and my intention is to give you guys a scope of the podcast in its entirety. And I want you guys to like, hear the range of it, the duality, get comfortable with um, talking about serious topics, but we also have a lot of fun. Sometimes we might get spiritual, religious, Sometimes we're talking about dating. It's just um, all of the things that I wanted this podcast to be. Sometimes we talk about em- the empathy that we need to have for people that we don't know, i.e. celebrities and things like that, um, people that are like in my field. So yeah, um, when I started the podcast, another intention that I-, I had and still have was for people to be able to listen and know that they are not alone in their thoughts, right? We all have our dark days and our bright days. And the sooner we realize that, the better we this is life like it's it's not meant to always be all of these highs, and it's not meant to e- always be all of these lows, but for some reason, we all think that it should be all of it should be all about the highs and the happy moments, but it's not some of those like deep, dark valleys make us who we are today and make for some of our best moments, you know for the future and for just everything so um as soon as I realized that when I had these, had certain conversations with certain people that, yo, like you felt this type of way, um, once upon a time too, or whatever the case may be, it just kind of made life a lot easier because there's no pressure to, you know, have to feel like you should always, you know, be on or be happy or be whatever the case may be. But of course that's always the goal. Peace is always the goal. Um, and just feeling good within is always the goal, whatever that looks like for you. And I'm so happy that y'all are on this journey with me. I feel amazing. Yeah. Nah, I feel great. Um been feeling good for a while. Um, and of course, ebbs and flows, ebbs and flows. I always say that. It's life is ebbs and flows. But anyways, so yeah, doing this recap, I had to like revisit a lot of old stuff, which was wild, and the fact that like I got to just see myself grow with like, whoa, like this is crazy. And I'm so proud of myself for so many reasons beyond just the growth of the podcast, but just like the growth within myself. My personal mental health journey and my spiritual journey and just navigating life and just New York and the whole thing. It's just like, wow, you did that. Um and I clearly hear myself like transitioning from like, you know, I was a woman when I started that, but you know, a little bit more of a grown-ass woman now or whatever. Um, but yeah, go back and listen. You guys won't be disappointed. And thank you to all of my guests who are on there. Um, should I name everyone? I'm not gonna name anyone, everyone. It's gonna take a minute, but all of my guests, thank you guys for being and on the podcast and being vulnerable. We're going up, up from here. So thank you guys for being with me from the beginning. And another thing I want to say about the New Year as well. Before we get into the episode, is I really want people to like start this new year fresh, and fresh. Um, in order to do that, you really have to like make sure you're not bringing anything from last year or the past, because last year was bonkers, right? Like we navigated it in our best the best way that we could with what we had, because we didn't even know this was coming, or we've no one's ever done this in. Like we're living in a whole unprecedented time even i know we're all tired of hearing that word i am but like just think about it we really no one prepared us for that so forgive yourself for how you were last year if you are having any doubts about you know what you did or, or having any shame or um you know any negative thoughts on like where you should be in life and all of these things it's like Forgive yourself. Give yourself grace. It's a new year. We see now that nothing is changing, really, depending on what city you're in. But honestly, it's still a pandemic and people are still dying. Um, people are running into the goddamn capital and not even getting shot. And we're still getting shot every day. The th- these things are still happening. So like mental health and everything is very important just to stay afloat with you, yourself, that's it, you know, like that's all we can really do. So yeah, so forgive yourself, give yourself grace. I want to read a tweet that I posted um, that people really liked. Let me pull it up. Y'all know I always be, I should have the tweets on deck, huh? It's okay. So, oh.
1: We're almost there.
2: We're almost there. Damn, I was tweeting a lot. Jesus Christ. We're getting there.
0: Okay. So I said, COVID just really snatched so many people's livelihoods and plans. And people are still beating themselves up for not being at a certain point in life. Give yourself grace. And yeah, shout out to the people that responded, Ashley, Amina, she was like, honestly, COVID taught me all the things we think matter. Don't. That's right, sis. Raven said, um, Raven Janae, at Raven Janae, she's a comedian. And Ashley, Amina, she actually has her own podcast, Creatively Cultured. Um, Raven Janae said, God had to remind us again right quick that he's in control. Facts, 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 facts. Um, so yeah. That's it, like y'all. We got this, all right. We we this ain't our first rodeo. Is that the is that the term? Um, but yeah, but I think that's all I have. No, one more thing. I want you guys to pray for Kristen and Sandra. They are friends of the pod. Um, I'm not gonna mention really what what's going on. You can get on Twitter or just Google it or whatever the case may be, and none of that really matters. I just pray for their safety. I pray for their mental health. I pray for, um, their future. I pray for everything. I know they're going to be a one because those are some amazing girls and their truth will definitely be shared and told. And no matter what, like they are going to be okay. Like they do God's work. They really, really, truly do. So, um, mistakes happen, things get misconstrued and. Um, It's so crazy that the podcast is really about like kind of what happened to them. And it's like people truly just need to have more empathy and like mind their business. Um, Even if someone makes a mistake, it's like, why make someone's life harder than it already is? I just don't understand. I just don't get it. Um, Yeah. So praying for my friends. I love y'all so much. So, so much. Kristen, Sandra, y'all are the fucking bomb. No matter what, I love y'all. Okay. And lastly, um, uh, yeah. So lastly, I hope y'all enjoy, yes, enjoy Blashing from the Motherfucking Past. Remember to tell a friend about the pod, send them the link, especially any friends who you know that might be going through anything mentally or whatever the case may be, throw them in this podcast, um, it might help them out. Make sure you rate, review, all of that stuff. And don't forget to DM me your pen pal letters for the next episodes. Ooh, we're going to have visuals now. I'm so excited. And we're going to have more boy guests, like more male guests. We need that. I feel like it's a lot of female energy happening on the podcast all the time. And I have like 50% males that listen. So we're going to like get some males on here for y'all. But yes, email me penny.anasty at gmail.com or DM me at pennypeace. And guess what, y'all? This episode is brought to you by Sprouts. And you guys know I am the supplement princess. I use vitamins daily for better cogn- cognitive function because of my ADD or whatever, um, and to focus. But when COVID nineteen came around, I started to look for like all things immunity um and elderberry is that girl when it comes to immunity and literally i went to sprouts and it they had like all things elderberry like cough drops um syrup um gummies like everything so head over to your local sprouts for like the best selection of vitamins um they have everything like i said they're like a whole foods 2.0 and it's just like super cute in there like if you're into like the whole natural thing Like that store literally feels like you're at the mall or the gallery or something like that. It's really, really amazing. And yeah, y'all, coronavirus is real. Y'all, like symptoms or not, like it's still very much so there. And what's crazy with my experience, no symptoms at all. So I am for sure and certain that there are so many people walking around, especially in the South with it and like either acting like they don't have it and just like not going to get a test because uh, like a lot of people just didn't like that. We're in the South, like getting tested is like foreign to them. It was so strange because up here we get tested all the time. So yeah, like get tested. Um, what's crazy is I literally took all the precautions and still end up getting it. Um, unfortunately, during my brother's best friend's memorial, we did we did a balloon release um, for Goon and there were hundreds of people there from, you know, he was alpha. He was like, Really big um, on campus at Lamar University. So it's just like so many people there. Um, and people in the South don't, it really looks like it doesn't even exist there, honestly. People don't wear masks. There's no six feet. But yeah, like it truly is real. And I did end up getting it. Um, thankfully, I had no symptoms. No one in my house got it. So I was just in my room, um, quarantining or whatever. It was all well. It was all cool. And honestly, that second half of the break, I wanted to spend time with my family anyway. So it was all good. I promise. Like, I had a great time. Um, and yeah, I was like, how do I come to Houston and then get this? Like, and I've been in New York where it's like the hot spot and never. I was really baffled. But all is well. Um, yeah, I've always had like a iffy immune system. So now like I really am ODing on immunity stuff. So when I tell y'all that elderberry is that girl, I'm being dead ass. It is that girl. And that's like my family, like that's what they use. And no one got it from me because their immune system was like all built up from elderberry and of course like a lot of other, like, you know, little African stuff that they were using. Um, which I should on the next episode tell y'all this little Thing that we were drinking that was really amazing maybe I'll give you all those deets like on Instagram live or something I don't know but um yeah like I always say let's just be safe let's be cautious because don't nobody got time for that and that's just it on that um I really didn't even want y'all in my business like that I wasn't gonna say anything but I was like hmm okay like who I should because like my experience was like Probably what a lot of people like our age experience was. So I was like, it might be like valid info to share. And like, this is like history. Like, so even just to document it for myself and my kids, I thought would be, um, and like my, you know, future generations to come. I think, and that's what I want this podcast to like be for as well. So I was like, "Hmm, I'm just going to share it. Um, but yeah, be more cautious, take it more serious. I will be doing the same. I love you all. Enjoy the pod and I'll see y'all next week, y'all. With some visuals and a guest who's super dope. I'm excited. Love y'all. Bye. Exactly. So um, you said that you were afraid to fail. And I feel like I feel that way about kind of like New York and L.A. Because it's like especially coming from the South, everyone expects you to be this like superstar celebrity, <laughs> you know, like be have be with yeah, Beyonce's parties and shit. <laughs> I don't know. Like they expect yeah, the savior, even even that, like being like the provider, all that kind of stuff. Um, especially you who actually had like a level of fame. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm sure they expect hella from you. So what made you like what how would you like describe your fear and like why do you think you have that and like how do you actively every day like knock that out of your brain to try to overcome it
3: um well I think it was a process for me over the years of coming to terms with being okay with just being human and knowing that we all have our own journey through life and our own process like my chapter 10 may not be your chapter 10 my chapter 10 may only be your chapter Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And you have to get okay and to and get to a place in your life where you know that everyone everyone's journey through life is different and God blesses us at different times based on what we've been through. And, you know, I'm a I, I believe in past lives and, you know, I don't know what you went through in your past life. I don't know what karmic debt you have. And I don't, and shit, you don't know what karmic debt I have. And I don't know who was praying for you and you don't know who was praying for me. And Mm -hmm. you don't know who sacrificed what for you to be able to have the blessings. Oh, that's so true. For you to have them. Mm -hmm. And that's how I look at life. And so when people get certain blessings before me or when certain things happen in, in in other people's lives, faster for another person, I don't know how disciplined you are. Yeah. I don't know your day to day. I only know a part of it, I only know what you show me or what you decide to reveal. Mm -hmm. So, with that being said, I cannot play measure it with my life and your life and wonder why we're progressing at different levels. Mm -hmm. And you have to be okay to you have to be okay with failing, or you have to be okay with you know being okay with your process. And when I got to the point where, okay, I'm truly okay with my process and not being on the same level as everybody else as fast as everybody else, then that's when God can can truly and genuinely bless me for real. Yeah. Like ultimately, because then I'm not living in a place of scarcity and trying exactly. Right. I'm not living in these places of low vibration. Like I'm not living like you said in, in scarcity. I'm not living in fear. I'm not living in lack. I'm not living in I'm not living in um
0: Oh, shit. I got a tattoo. This tattoo, I think I told you about it before, but it came to me during quarantine, maybe the first couple of months, when I just realized, like, when you surrender to, like, life and just God and all the possibilities, like, the best of things happen to you when you just, you know, do, do the work, of course, but don't force anything, like, in life, the best of things happen, and I felt that. the beginning of quarantine i was in a really good space and um it's a cross and it says surrender to the possibilities and it definitely represents like my spiritual my spiritual journey for sure because i've definitely always believed in christ believed in god and whatnot but to practice it it's another story and just surrendering to what god wants for you it's so hard sometimes but of course it's always 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 worth it it's like There's this one like meme that was floating around and it was like a little kid. Right. And she had a teddy bear and it was like God in front of her with this big ass teddy bear, you know, behind him. But in order for her to get it, she had to give God the little bear, which was all that she had. Right. So, but but what she didn't know was that God had like this big ass bear, like behind him, if she would have just gave that one away. And for me, that represents like opportunities, relationships, even if, if it's a relationship with the same person, it's like, give this part away, let that go right now, because who knows what that, you know, like how that can be later, whether it's with that person or with somebody else, you know what I'm saying? So the tattoo says surrender, surrender to the possibilities. I've had to learn this lesson over and over again. And I think it's finally sticking as hard as it is. It's not easy, of course not easy at all but it's what makes life easier not easier but you know life is never easy but it's what makes things more clear and what i think will help me navigate and help others navigate like on so having that right here on my arm to remember all the time that like surrender all is well. Everything is working in my favor. I love my tattoo. And yeah. No, but I
4: just mean like, I think it's, look, I think it's just really amazing when, like, I will say sometimes I'm like pretty jaded about shit and I think it's like a bit tokenistic.
5: And I do sort of think this is somewhat tokenistic because it is Black History Month and they're doing it for that reason. But But in saying that, seeing every aspect of it, like being like, this was the most searched Mm -hmm. concert, this was the most searched guitar solo, this was the most searched movement
4: and things like that. I'm just like, fuck yes, like black people are so amazing. And how the world is just like diminishes (laughs) that light. It honestly just shocks me. Regularly, like, and all I think the time. I mean, I've always
0: thought it was because we were a super threat, which is why, like, yeah, you know, it well, is yeah, probably, but I mean, what I mean <laughs> it is what it is, right? But I mean,
4: I'm just saying, when the uprising comes, I know what side of <laughs> you, know know is. <laughs> mean, I'm Lucy, bring that ass, come through, come through,
0: know a little bit about that, but like, how's the dating for these two single ladies, Lala Ware and Lainico Nico, in New York City?
4: You guys, you are eager to say something. You are eager. No, they're just,
6: like, I thought that coming to New York, it would be like this sex in the city type of life. And don't get me wrong. Some of my friends definitely think that I'm living that life. But what they fail to realize is I don't like this. Because, yes, it's not, okay, it's not hard to meet guys in the city. It's not hard for me to meet a guy, to start talking to a guy like, you know, they come, they come, they come. That's easy. I'm not even trying to like brag or anything. I'm no, not no, trying no. to be braggy. That's the, but oh, I, no. y'all, are, y'all, are,
0: y'all are fine ass bitches. So no. Not, I call you they, bitches because you know people get offensive, but I, no. Y'all
6: are like fine well, You know I don't get
0: offended. So, now. like, of but, course. But that's
6: the thing. Like, they will come and I will meet guys all the time. The problem is making it stick. Dudes, and I realized something, and I've been told this too. Like, dudes, up in the in, in New York City like New York City is more females than males. There are beautiful mm-hmm. females. All oh, can we just around. say that? No, we
4: need to repeat that again. There are lots of beautiful women in New in York, New York City. City. Lots of beautiful women.
6: There are beautiful women in New York City. So the so the thing is a dude have all of these different people girls and women that they can like meet. So they'll meet you and go on dates with you, but they they also have these backups. So nobody's ever wanting to be in a relationship. Nobody's ever really like priority. It's just you. So in my mind, it's like, okay, I'm going on these dates. And and I'm not a serious. Well, the thing about me. That shouldn't be yours either. It shouldn't, but the thing about me, it shouldn't, but the thing about me is. I'm tired of going around these different dates. I definitely want to meet somebody where you make I can it fun. Don't make it a goal, make it like I'm
0: just getting to know people. I'm just like doing this It's like I a mean, fun absolutely. Thing for absolutely, but I do think that when you like you get over it. I don't know. I'm just You do it. get over it. And I do
6: feel like I, I mean, I've been single for a while now and I do feel like yes, that's fun to just date people because that's I did that in Houston. And I'm doing that in New York. And don't get me wrong. Like, I'm young. I'm whatever. Like, it's fun. But at a certain time, you you get tired of that. And you do want to just be like, okay, where's just that one person? Where's that one guy that will stick?
4: You want a companion.
6: Yes. And when that doesn't happen, it's just very, like, just discouraging. And it's just like, maybe I'm going to be single for the rest of my no, life.
4: <laughs> like, it's yeah, annoying. I, ha- I have a very, I have a similar opinion um, to Lala's, but like, I I hook up. I fuck. I have sex,
6: and <laughs> that's not that fun to me, y'all.
4: No, okay, okay. So here's in a so, way. So like, this is my okay. thing, I get attached. right? No, I, I get attached. But the thing is, like, since moving to New York, I I I consider myself a very like monogamous person. Like, you know, polyamory, if that's your thing, that's your thing. It's not my thing. No. You know, don't don't call me not progressive not for it because I'll be so angry about yeah. it. But <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but like I had to. I don't know, given the nature of the city and like Lala was saying, like there are so many options for everyone. It it is is a very densely populated city. And like we said before, a lot of really beautiful people. And my, how I explain to people is that like, yes, I would love to have a boyfriend. Yes, I would love to find that one person who I could just spend time with and tell, you know, talk about my day. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, um, this is a hustler city, and expediency is key. So if I see you and you look fine, and I want to fuck you, and it, it's a quick decision for me, and I don't have to spend you'll a lot of time, you'll never
0: see that person again. Yeah, hey? I will. You will I never will see them again. Do it, or or I will, because I I, I fuck for I'll the be long, long term. Oh yeah, like, <laughs> no, no, let's <laughs> say that you go somewhere and you <laughs> the see the someone, Like let's say you're on the bus or you're just see someone. Yeah. Like you might never see them again, so you gotta like go for it. That's
4: and and it. and it's like you know dating, not and that bold, guys. I'm yeah. not that bold. I mean, like yeah, no, to each his own her own but like it depends what you want like i feel especially in a in a place like new york city i mean like there is no other place like it but hookup culture can be synonymous with with dating culture mm-hmm. cuz that's what it is it's very backwards it's like you know some most people say that like you fuck, then you start seeing each other in public, then you start dating, and then you like have a relationship. Like that's, I think I saw that in a meme or something like that. Mm-hmm. And in my experience in the city, that's usually that's correct. Like people are very attracted to your external, and if they want to, you know, spend their precious time, you know, that they're not allocating to work or hustling or you know, you know, following their dreams, you know, spend time with their friends and family, they will get to know your interior, not like physically, not your vagina,
0: yeah, but <laughs> like really? your 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 yeah. your mind. Your heart. Yeah,
4: soul. your soul. So, um, uh, I just, I have met a lot of guys who who are interested in dating me and and wanting to get to know me on that level. But the unfortunate story about that is that none of them have hooked me. And I'm not going to feel bad about that.
7: Okay. Kristen, you want to speak on that? Yeah. Um Well, when we first, honestly, like, to go back a little bit, when we first got together, um… I had an apartment in LA and Sandra and I would see each other like every three months. We were kind of long distance. Mm. So when we got the chance to kind of move in, we we're like, Oh my God, you know, honey,
2: mommy, yes. I love it. Like,
0: Obsessed whatever. with each other. Yes. Then, the whole time. Right.
2: <laughs> and then, and then we moved here and it was like, Oh wow. So you can't help me with
7: every little thing that I need. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. So I have to <laughs> do this for myself. Okay. I got to learn this, yeah. like, you know? So there's definitely been moments for me. Cause, you know, I came here to Bali and I've been healing from so much, whether it's emotional trauma, physical trauma. Um, and so I kind of was reliant on Sandra a little bit. Like, I need you to just like watch over me. Yeah. Like, I need you to like, I need to feel safe and all of those things. And and it came to the point where I realized her cup was running over. Like, she she could not mm-hmm. be there for herself and be mm-hmm. there for me. Um Apparently. Yeah, her, her cup was empty, but I meant like run over with my. Share. Yeah. And so I, I had to learn, you know, to give her her that space. And the minute I created space for her, I was like, oh, my God, space is cool. I could do this. Yeah. Like, so the like the
0: relationship just got better after that.
7: One hundred percent. One hundred percent. I feel
0: like yeah. I always had like a thing. Well, I'm just not getting over it with therapy. Definitely. But with like codependency and stuff. So like what, mm-hmm. like what advice would you give? Cause obviously y'all had to figure that like y'all are together, but y'all figured out how to like, you know, be individuals and like give each other, give each other that space. So like any like tidbits, yeah. gems or lessons, like, I don't know.
7: We both have therapists. Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. We, we both, when we're not doing well, like our biggest insult and argument is like, go to your therapist, Yeah, bitch. You're <laughs> like, and then you're like, oh my gosh, you
2: told me to go to therapy. Like, how, like, how dare you? you? You're throwing
7: shit in my face. Right. I'm dead. But it's so real because the minute we do that, we go, we talk to our therapist and then we come back and we're able to kind of literally decode our mind and our thinking around things and how we can move forward in a more productive way. So when it comes to codependency for me, I grew up a middle child. Oh, I me like too. Oh, my gosh. I'm middle sisters. Child. Right. So I'm like, oh, my God, you don't want to be around me all the time. What is that about? Mm-hmm. And I grew up only child. So I'm like, I am cool. Yeah. My yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So I think when it comes to codependency, it's really about um just knowing that you're not gonna be solved or fixed with the other person. Like even if they give you all that they have to give you, like you're still you still need to something. build yourself mm-hmm. up. One hundred percent. It's always going to be you. Mm-hmm. Like you come into this life with the help of, of God and your ancestors and your mom, but you come by yourself and you're going to leave by yourself. And everyone around you is just here to experience. Yeah. You and to experience
0: life with you. And kind of like mm-hmm. aid you in that journey to like, you yes. know, healing and stuff like that. Yes. That's, that's 100%. so good. Well, none of my niggas ever went to therapy. So then maybe that's what they need to start doing. Okay. <laughs> like, Absolutely. I, I
2: think, think we all do. It's so
7: much to be learned and
0: unpacked
7: yes. and heal from. it's it's necessary. I think a healthy relationship, like you can't dump it all on each other. You need to dump onto your therapist and you need to pour love into your
2: partner. Mm -hmm.
0: I really don't even know where we're even going from here, but I know that I'm going to make sure that I remember this time. I have a good time during this time and make it like a time that I will cherish forever and not a time where I'm just complaining and just being like, when can I go outside again? Of course I want to go outside, but it's like, I'm kind of just like thinking of different ways to make this time special. So it's like, this is like the only time in life where we have this time to have true solitude. And I feel like people think that they're like alone or lonely or whatever, but that's not the case. Like you can flip your perspective and think about it as like, yo, I have this time to myself to actually be with myself. Like that doesn't happen because you got to go to work and be around people. You got to you have to go, you know, to different events, be around people or whatever you do, like on your day to day. This is the one time where we aren't supposed to be around people. So imagine how like beneficial that is to like take that time to tap into yourself, tap into like whoever you believe in and to just like better yourself and like really dig deeper into your own healing, trauma, joy, shit, figure out what you like to do, what you don't like to do, like, I, without being influenced by the world, I think that's, like, an amazing way to look at this time, and that's what I've been trying to be on. <coughs> of the Grammys, though, so we found out that Kobe Bryant and Gigi Bryant passed away, which, to me, uh, I was at brunch, and I couldn't even, like, I looked around, and, like, Like, three people at the spot just, like, bust out in his ears, you know? It was just, like, a thing. Especially being—I feel like being in New York, you're away from your family. It's, like, you can just kind of, like, feel things like that. For me, what I took away from that was the whole girl dad thing just was so super special. I love my daddy. Like, we've had to, like, build our relationship because— He's African as hell. And, oh, girl, and I am not like a nurse or a doctor or a, a lawyer or whatever. So he doesn't, yeah. Nice like, what do you yeah. do? Media? Yeah. yeah. yeah
1: but, how much does
5: he pay? Okay, How many? Okay. Much okay, okay. How much did you did go to podcast? <laughs>
8: <laughs> Sorry, I about that. Sorry. We're, we're just unpacking a lot of things here.
6: Okay.
0: No, oh my god. Listen, I'm convinced. No, you're not
6: crazy. That he was like a, a um sex trafficker or something. Wait, that and he okay, was trying I think to kidnap she's crazy me. No, because so that's paranoid. why he got so mad that I didn't make the time because I feel like they had the <laughs> van waiting. And as <laughs> soon as I would have arrived, they would have like swooped me in the in the van. Oh, my God. Or something crazy, because he was like. So, y'all, he when he initially made this date, he was like. Um, we can go to this museum on the Lower East Side, and then after we can get wine back at my place. And I text him, and I was like, "Okay, like the museum sounds cool. I don't know about going back to your place." Yeah, no. So this date. man calls me on the phone. He calls me on the phone, and he's like, "What?" He was like, "What? What? What? You don't fuck with me? You don't like me? Like why? Why are you not coming back to my place?" And I'm just like, "Because I don't know you like that."
3: But. New York is a different beast. And the reason why I say that is because you literally can be one paycheck away from being homeless. <laughs> and I don't care. And I say that. I know that's that so like, true. I, and I don't care. I don't care how much money you make. I don't care how well or how nice you live. New York is not the place where you go to play around. Not at all. Like you, you can't to, play around. Like you can't you be homeless. You if can't you do. You will be homeless. New York teaches you how to manage your time effectively and how to make the right connections with the right people, get in with the right circle or whatever it is that you want to do. You better figure it out quick because in New York, you do not have time to waste. When you wake up in the morning, first of all, the commute to wherever it is that you have to go, it doesn't matter if you live in the city. It doesn't matter if you live in one of the five boroughs. boroughs—like The commute is still time consuming and it's still lengthy. So when you leave the house in the morning, you have to be ready for your whole entire day. You exactly. got to have it in your backpack or in your purse with you. So that's number one. It teaches you how to be organized and it teaches you how to manage that time effectively because if your ass forgets something, you it. Because <laughs>
0: yeah. you can't go back unless you're to go back and you're about you about to can't miss go part. back. That is so true. And you cannot go back unless you're staying home for the day <laughs> or you're going to find something in your little area to do that really don't even matter for real. No, for real. No, that is so true. <laughs> and then it's like, I feel like it taught me one, especially how to manage my money, and also how to be okay with yes. being alone. I feel like you're yes. more alone in New York than any other place. Anywhere else, even yes. if you go to meet you your go, go to meet up with your friends or whatever the case may be, for some reason you always end up by yourself more than anything. Which I think is a good right. thing. It taught me like yeah. I like to think a lot for myself and really like figure out who I am. That's what happened for me yeah. in New York for sure. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. I can- your thoughts on
9: like,
1: I guess. Like Christianity
0: and mm-hmm. mental health, I feel like now I hear a lot of pastors talking about it so much more. But I feel like yeah. you know, like in Christianity, like you're supposed to, you know, kind of like all is well, um, like God's got it, things like that. But you mm-hmm. get misconstrued a little bit because, it's like, mm-hmm. yes, ha- hopeful, have grace, all that stuff. But I feel like there's like, like, what do you? Th- I don't. I don't even think I have like this, like dive into that enough (laughs) to even have my own perspective like i'm really trying Mm -hmm. to think about it i'm like damn like how would someone explain that to somebody who truly is like nope god's got it right yeah this is how i explain
2: it because like i used to get really frustrated at my mom Mm -hmm. when i used to be like yo they need mental like they need therapy she's like no i'll pray i was about to be creole (laughs) i'll pray about it i'm like (laughs) <laughs> my prayer, my prayer. I'm like, no. i love that i'm like okay let's let's do it this way mom if i wanna if i wanna lose weight right mm-hmm. you wouldn't you tell me to go to the gym to lose weight or wouldn't you tell me to stop eating certain foods to lose weight or would you just tell me to pray and ask god to just make the weight go facts, like facts. come on you can just pray Hey, on I really want to lose weight, so I'm gonna just pray every day and hope I lose weight. But I'm not gonna go to the gym, and I'm not gonna eat. Like it, it makes no sense. That's you need not it's, how it works.
0: It's prayer and action. So yeah, therapy yeah, maybe taboo, that's so but true, prayer and action, period. Even okay. without mental health, but like prayer and action, exactly. And period. exactly. Period. Like you can't wish for something and just
2: think it's gonna. It's not. God is not a genie. <laughs> Your wishes don't just come true. Yeah
4: very dramatic to people who've never experienced a sadness or like a panic attack like this before. I'm actually, I've actually become very surprised by the number of people who have never experienced a panic attack um, just because it's, they're such a normal part of my life and just how I sort Mm of um, Experienced stress, yeah. um But yeah, some people haven't, and I'm just that's like, wow, insane. yeah. I'm yeah. just like, ooh, you've never Lucky felt like who. you know, you know, the 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 earth was dissolving under your your feet and I your soul fainted. was I like
0: just, burning. I fainted <laughs> like three times, and I think that's like how my panic attacks happen. Literally, yeah. yeah. No,
6: I felt like I was gonna faint, but I just hyperventilated. I didn't. <laughs> yeah, faint. no,
0: like you can't breathe.
4: Like, You're just <laughs> like I'm. Di- like you wake up. Some of my friends like they hit me up and they're just like, oh my god, lay like. I think I just had a panic attack. And then they describe it to me and I'm like, yeah. But I think
0: all panic attacks, they're different. They're different for sure.
4: But it was just like, I was like, usually what I say is like, you felt like you, when you woke up, you were gonna die. And they were just like, yeah. I was like, yeah, that's it, No, that's it. You feel like you're yeah. going to die. Like, every yeah. t- no no turn is safe. You can't look up. You can't look down. You can't look into someone's face because you might die. Like, that's what it feels. That's what it like. feels like. Oh, yeah.
6: I had oh, another legit. episode that I cannot tell on this podcast, but I definitely did die. And I saw my <laughs> soul below, <laughs> out of my body, and God said, it's not your time to go. And he put it back oh, in. Oh, my God. I died. I died. Yeah, but.
8: Yes. So, yeah. Yeah, but we're all here for a purpose. Like, we all have, like, a task that God gave us. But in order for it to happen, we have to open our eyes, open our ears to actually mm-hmm. hear it and listen. And then he'll, he'll pretty much download everything, but we just have to, like, really 100% just Surrender let go. Surrender. Let it, yes.
0: That's so wild. Like, literally, my, like, so before, like, your conversation, I, like, kind of have, have, like, a monologue, and it's all about, like, letting go and, like, surrendering surrendering to the possibilities and just, like, giving things to God, even though you like don't want to do it. It's like, fuck, like I do not want to do, sorry for fussing about God. I do it all (laughs) the (laughs) time. He knows your
1: heart. (laughs) Yeah, it's like, dang,
0: but it's like, he always provides something greater and better and has like a better reason for why he's taking that thing away from you.
8: Yeah, exactly. And you have to be like, okay, well, I I trust you. I know, I I feel like I want it because I also, it's difficult for me to, it has been difficult for me to like uh, let go of control I like to control everything mm. but if you control everything and you know if you keep fighting that it's not for you, you it's not gonna feel good because it's like oh this you is not it. what I expected Yeah, yeah like, I just waited <laughs> right <laughs> right there's no season in it it's just, <laughs> it's, 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 it's no flavor it's right. like nothing
2: <laughs> that is so true
0: that is very true I needed that low p
9: but yeah. like my mental my spirit everything Um, and so I loved that. And then it wasn't until 2016, I was engaged. And um, I lived with my partner in Miami for about six years. And we called off our wedding two months before. Um, and then I basically like picked up my life and and for good reasons. Mm -hmm. Like he's amazing. Okay. We just weren't the right people for each other right then. And we also just individually had work to do and growing to do mm-hmm. um and so we knew it was the best thing for both of us um actually my last day living in miami we got a matching tattoo and it's a feather and it says we're letting each other go to be like our happiest self oh, and it, it doesn't that. say that yeah but it's like the mm-hmm. feather represents like us like floating and going
0: and just being who we're meant to be you yeah because a lot of the times it's like when you let go of relationships or when, you know, a breakup, it kind of like always ends bad. And then it leaves like a sour note and, you know, people like talk ill on their exes and stuff like that. But I love to hear stories where it's like natural to like for things to end and like let people go and like take whatever, you know, that was a part of your journey and like keep it going, you know? And for y'all to have a tattoo, that's so dope. I love
9: that. (laughs) Thanks. Yeah. And trust me, there was a lot of like ups and downs and dark days, but like we both knew it was the best thing for our individual selves, mm-hmm. you know, and so to me that was one of the first times I really it actually experienced in human form like unconditional love mm-hmm. of like you love someone so much, but you know that like it, you won't be right or happy with each other, you know, and it's like bigger than you. Yeah,
8: I think another thing is that we don't for things that God has put on on our heart, we don't see a blueprint for that. We're like, well, it's never been done before. I'm gonna do this, but it's like, oh, duh, you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've given everything inside of you to do it. It's like well, I don't know how to oops, shoot like start a start a nonprofit. I don't know how to do graphics. I don't know how to do this. But it's like, okay, thank you for acknowledging that. But like I've sent people for you to teach you to help you go on yeah. your way. Like, no like whatever just exactly. Like mm-hmm. Exactly. So it's all that, but it's like once you just surrender like you said, surrender, you know, and realize like, okay, so I can create this blueprint. I can this is the create this a life that God's created for me. Mm-hmm. Gotcha.
7: That's okay. good. Uh, so, I was playing videographer one day for my friend Gordon, shout out to Gordon, holiday. And he was like, "Yo, I need a videographer." I was like, "Bet." So, I met him in the auditorium, got the camera, and this really tall guy Walked up to me. He was not cute, y'all. So this isn't going where you think it's fun. Um,
0: <laughs> he walked up to How me. I think somebody's tall got to be fine. They don't all they be don't fine They don't all like be that. fine, y'all. They don't. All they be don't. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> they just hide. Um, yes. <laughs> So, yeah, the guy walked up to, me. but then the thing is it was crazy. you can't be short and ugly, like that's, that's true like no, that you can't be ugly I'm and sorry, mean. Guys. that's a
7: crazy combo, oh, yeah,
0: ugly and mean is the worst, oh, God, I can't that's the worst. that's another combo okay.
7: though, but so, yeah, so the <laughs> okay. guy walked up to me and was like, "Yo, you're the girl that has a blog." Right. And I was like, yeah, I hate you. Don't you hate when niggas like ask you questions that they know the answers to? They definitely do know (sighs) that. Yeah. Anyway, y'all. So (laughs) he asked me that. Trying to be cool. (laughs) Right. And I was like, yes. And he was like, oh, you know, I think it's kind of amateur looking. And y'all, I don't know how this man woke up this day. I don't know what pushed him to act like this, but that's what he said. He said what he said. Now, The hood in me could have been like, nigga, like, if you want to fight, we can fight. Like, I know you a nigga, but like, you really want to scrap, like, you got some shit (laughs) in your heart against me, like, we can really talk it out. Or maybe not. Maybe we don't need to talk it Mm -hmm. out. But the other side of me was like, damn, does this nigga have a point? (laughs) Like, I don't know. So... What was it looking like? Like the thing is it's like the blog actually wasn't bad looking, but it looked it was Mm -hmm. blog spot, y'all. Like it was not okay, you know, it wasn't it had no edge. It had no edge, it It was not Tumblr. It wasn't Tumblr at all. Nothing about it. (laughs) Not even like Mm -hmm. Karma Loop, like nothing. Oh my gosh. So (laughs) it was, you know, I was just on my grind shit, y'all. Like we are just passionate about some shit you'll do anything to make it come to life. And if it's a little For shitty, sure. I think after you start executing is when you're kind of like, all right, let me tailor it
5: a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but I went
7: to go look at my shit at my dorm and I was like, damn, like maybe he has a point. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm taking these pictures and shit on my phone and I'm, you know, like all types of shit. And I deleted it. I deleted the whole thing. Oh and shit. And I decided to stay... At college for summer school, like I said, y'all, I never want to go home, so that's why post grad so bad for me. But um, I never want to go home, so I took summer classes and I worked on the blog at the same time, and I made my whole blog from scratch after that, and I did it on WordPress, learned a little bit about templates, you know, the whole nine, um, and started doing interviews from there. And um, my first interview that I think I had posted. I think, was Shamir. He goes by Swank. And he actually just signed to Knife Wonders label, which was, like, super oh. ironic. Because back then, like, mm-hmm. like, you know, he was just rapping. Like, he was just grinding. Yeah. I mean, he, he, he still is super talented. He was super talented. So I had him on there. Once again, like, that was just somebody that demonstrated, like, you know, an uh, artist on the rise. So <laughs>
0: the magic is for real.
9: I- exactly. Yeah. And- and you have to also, like I said, you do have to work hard because when the opportunity comes, you need to be prepared to receive, right? Mm-hmm. So, so you need to be doing the work that's not, but it's also about knowing when you've done everything you can and having the faith to feel it, to see it, to know it's going to happen. Because once it does, you picked up on those signs and mm-hmm. you're right, right in alignment with the flow. Mm-hmm.
0: This is like a weird, simple analogy, but I had a friend, um, this guy that I dated actually like, we would walk to different places. Like, let's say we're going to like the same lunch spot or whatever, you know, same walk, whatever. But he would be like, let's just go a different way just to see like what we could stumble across, What whether it's a new place to eat or whether it's just like something else to like spark more, you know, interest Mm -hmm. during the day. And like every time we would turn a new, like turn a corner that was different than like the normal route, we came across something like beautiful, whether it's something that just for us to spark a different conversation or even just like, something that like detoured our whole entire day or our whole entire night into like a more magical and beautiful night. Like, so Absolutely. I would kind of like compare it to that. And I loved mm-hmm. it. Like, you know, going for walks, just being, especially in New York city. It's like, you can come across all kinds of stuff and all kinds of people that it's just like, you would never have came across if you were just like done it the exact same way that you knew how to do it, like in autopilot mode. So I would Absolutely. like compare it to something like that, which is love, so dope.
9: Yeah. I love that example. Exactly. Mm-hmm. what you said. Um, that's the way that we need to live life. Right. And that balance, because you know, there's a plan it's bigger than us. And so we have to, as humans, you have to put your ego aside and you don't know everything. And sometimes yes. It's a wet, that's the thing. So. Everybody thinks they know
0: everything, especially these days. <laughs> oh no. Mm-hmm. Everyone mm-hmm. thinks they know everything. It's crazy. Right.
3: But we got what we wanted and it was all about this year to me has been all about like following your dreams and doing what exactly you wanted to do with The leisure time that we've been begging for Mm -hmm. and so like like for me so you know everybody like pretty much like stopped working like in March or pretty much had to stay home in March and I was living in New York at the time and so and I was working there as well so I had to stop working my my job then and around the time like you know I had still been working on my clothing line normal culture or whatever but I hadn't launched and so I was like you know this is a good time for me to get back into it you know why not? You know, exactly. I'm not doing anything else with my time. Let me work on normal culture. So long story short, over the course of this year, I've been able to literally launch my clothing line, get an office in LA for my business. I'm working on my second collection now. I'm in the process of moving to LA full time. So, and you know, like, and I haven't technically had a job in the process of any of this throughout the course of the year, but I wake up every single day and I'm able to do, Everything that I want to do with my day. I wake up and decide how my day is going to go. But
7: on the flip side of that, um, it's it's kind of a hard balance and maybe you can relate to this, but it's like, there's so much bad shit that's happening with this, but it's also making the world pause and actually concentrate on the things that do matter. You know what I'm saying? Like, damn, like what if we actually cared about the things that, we're caring about now like making sure our neighbors are good making sure our family is good friends whatever you know what if we checked up on people the way that we're checking up on them now and just did it when shit wasn't so bad you know what I'm saying so yep I think I think on both sides so
0: that's kind of just where I'm at like it's like reflective for everyone it's kind of like dang like it just makes you like put everything yep. into perspective and then also I feel like we Although we aren't seeing each other, I feel like we're we're still very much so connected and still having time yeah. to talk. I don't know. I, just feel, I still feel connected to all my friends. Like, I don't know. And kind of even more so because we have that time. Right. That. So and it's, space, a, it's bringing yeah. a lot of creatives
7: uh, out the box, too. Like, yes.
0: It's breaking exactly. so much traditional
7: shit. Like, you know, if you're having an event at an event space, obviously that shit's not. Mm-hmm.
0: That was my next thing because you tweeted. I feel like your tweet was kind of viral from what I remember. <laughs> yeah. Right? Okay. So, tell them about that because I was asleep <laughs> during that set. And I'm really mad about it, honestly. So, it's just like you can take that away and talk about that. And then we can go into just like the different ways that creatives are kind of like showcasing their talents and like, you know, just switching shit up online. Yo, so. Yeah, for yeah, sure. So.
7: DJ D Nice, number one period. Like that name alone should hold weight at this point. Yeah. Um, DJ D Nice was doing a Instagram live. It was on a Sunday. I remember it was a Sunday, um and he was just playing tunes. My friend Mommy had actually sent me the link that he was DJing, and I didn't, I didn't know this guy. Like I'm not from New York. Like I was just like, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Like I.
1: And you're way younger. Right, like like yeah. I just like
7: good music. So I was mm-hmm. like, well fuck it. I'm gonna tune in. So I tuned in and he's playing Bops on Bops and you know, one hour turned into two, two turned into three, and the whole hip hop community was already like in there. Like more people just kept hopping in and hopping in. So you had like Fat Joe, you know, you had um, Rihanna eventually hopped in, um, uh, Michelle Obama. And I felt like I was, like, live reporting or tweeting. But I was just so excited in the moment because, you know, his Instagram had jumped from, like, you know, like, 10K people at one point to, like, over 100K. And I think it eventually reached to, like, 200K. That's wild. It was crazy and it was like a party like Angie Martinez was in there you know it really felt like (laughs) like in a real party like on the dance floor Mm -hmm. you know you know people buying each other invisible drinks virtual drinks so yeah it was dope and obviously you'd see like people that you follow on Twitter or you know your friends or people within the creative industry in in the the party too too. so it's like what's up you know
4: (laughs) good to see you
7: it's kind (laughs) of like You know, that (laughs) little, like, friendly hug that you give people, you know, when you haven't seen them in a while or, you know, you've never met them before. It felt like Mm -hmm. that. Like, hey! like It (laughs) it felt like that. So, to have that moment in Mm -hmm. DJ D-Nice's IG Live. And, you know, Mark Zuckerberg, like, he jumped in there, too. The owner of fucking Facebook. Like, oh, that was, I mean, Joe Biden. I mean, Bernie Sanders. All types of politicians. And that was in my tweet. So and there was like a, a couple people that were like, Oh, like, why'd you have to add Joe Biden? And I'm like, girl, like I, I don't have a you know, a stance on politics right now. I'm just telling you what I'm seeing. Like, why was I'm just, yeah. I just trying to give you a oh, dose?
2: Like, so the trolls, the trolls
7: but, were coming it was like to you? two or three. It wasn't nothing crazy. It was mostly okay, positive, but still, but still, it was like okay, okay. People were still finding time to like be negative, but I made sure so find I purposely didn't retweet like that stuff because I was like this is such a time for positivity and for everybody to to kind of just like heal and be one and so like my last Mm -hmm. thought on my mind the last thing I was bothered by was like people having like political preferences it was probably literally three people everybody else was like super positive people were like telling like quoting like my tweet about like them bringing in their parents or they're like, oh my God, we just party with Rihanna, like, you know, whatever. And I'm over here giving updates. I'm like, y'all, the lights have been cut off. The DJ has packed up. The Ubers are outside to <laughs> me. Like, you know, we're we're gonna keep it moving. And then he had like a set the next day, but the whole tweet went viral. And I did not anticipate that. You know, I just get excited sometimes. They're like, how like what the, were the numbers? numbers? Okay, I will give you the exact. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm sure you had to mute I, it. You know what's crazy? I didn't mute it. I really wanted to, though. <laughs> it was, it okay. was crazy ridiculous. But I know it got like 16K likes. And then I think retweet-wise, I got to find it. But it was definitely a lot. It was probably over 3K. It was a lot. Matthew Cherry yeah. had retweeted me, That's and I, right. I blame him because after oh, that yes yeah. yeah, so it was like bing like, like, bing 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 like it was just it went it up, went up.
1: Mm-hmm. i was like
7: oh my god not matthew cherry like <laughs> i was shook like yeah oh actually i can give you the numbers right now mm-hmm. so this is such a okay. weird number 2,999 retweets and 15.5k well, likes yes
2: so it crazy. was it was
7: dope <laughs>
0: But I think it's like, so amazing how, I feel like he kind of started that whole thing. Well, yeah. Kind of for the DJs. Like I just made it big, cause I know um, in Houston, we have like one DJ, mm-hmm. actually Texas. He like DJed all of our college parties. His name is DJ Mr. Rogers. And he did one like a Sunday fun day. And literally it felt like we were literally like at the address. It was like a popping spot in Houston. Like oh, I love a good ass time. But so like that started like a really like amazing trend for people to just have it fun, did. you know, like and have it a good did. time. Um, like, And I think,
7: like, while we're even talking about this, I think that it's important to note that it's not even about the people that hopped in. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not about the celebs, per se. I think it's just about how powerful media can be and how creatives can truly be and execute, you know, during a time of crisis um, and make it work. Because, Mm -hmm. you know, DJ D-Nice, like, I, you know, I, from what I've heard and from what I've seen, he was doing this for days and days. Like Naomi Campbell had hopped in, like during like the initial sessions. Oh, shit. And I had seen her again. I seen her in the club, child, and I was like, "Yes, in the you, club, you know, <laughs> rocking." Yes, like I see. I see Naomi. I was like, "Hey, girl!" And it was just crazy. Yes. Like, so technically, we can't say that we parted with Rihanna. But the more I think, important aspect is that we got to see how creatives can thrive during a time of crisis and really bring people together. That's what creativity
0: about. So that mm-hmm. was really dope. Okay. So what are your thoughts on people like developing like romantic relationships during the quarantine from a therapeutic, I guess, <laughs> perspective a standpoint? Yeah. Oh Lord. Oh. Oh.
2: I just feel like with the quarantine, we are very lonely and it's easy for our loneliness to guard our decisions. Ooh, and I good. would say that for me too. Yeah, so, the yeah, decisions that we would have made if we were distracted or if we were very productive is not decisions that we would make right now. And I feel like we tolerate a little more now because it's like, I don't want to be lonely. I don't want to deal with this by myself.
0: I really want to talk about letting go. Letting go of the idea you had for something and giving that thing to God or whoever you believe in just surrendering right honestly it's like really crazy why we haven't let go but we should all let go of what we thought 2020 would be like all the memes and the gifts like they're funny and they're definitely relatable and it's like yo 2020 is just what it was what it is and what it's gonna be so that's not on that we can't really do much about it anymore but realize that it's going to it's going to produce something that's bigger than we ever imagined um like the suffering and everything it's like people are dying it's sick out here and i know it's hard to see clearly through all of that but god always has a plan and if you're like me like you've been sacrif- you, you've been self reflecting on the benefits of quarantine I, i've been talking about for the past couple of, of episodes like there's a positive in everything like everything there's a lesson in everything so and something that you can be doing so if you've been doing that like that's amazing but personally I've experienced the most beautiful unimaginable things during this time I've met people who have truly changed my life for the better and I've gotten closer to people who have been in my life forever I've also truly gained the confidence in my purpose and vision and I'm going after it with even more force than I ever, ever before. And honestly, y'all aren't ready because I'm not ready to see what God has in store. And I'm just really, really grateful for like all of those self-realizations that would not have happened if Corona didn't bring her ugly ass on over here. Trust me, I still have days when I'm just like, yo, what? what's really going on here? Why is this like this? Why did this situation end up like this? Why, why, why? And like, I thought it would go like this, but it really didn't. And I'm really confused. And is there anything I could have, like, you know, like just going off on a tangent, right? A mental tangent. A lot of days I've had those. So when I say I am working through certain things when it comes to this trust, trust and believe. I really am. Tears and all. But I'm consciously practicing every single day to surrender to the possibilities and give things to God, whoever you believe in the universe, whoever you truly believe in, in order to receive like what's truly mine. And it's a concept that's like easy to think about and like think that you're doing, but like you really don't be doing it. (laughs) And I know like that's me. I'm talking about myself. Anyways, so... I really don't want to get preachy at all. Y'all know that's not even my thing, really. I just want to share the insight, honestly, that helps me and like what's been giving me peace with you guys, as I always do. And this is honestly just what it is. It's the whole point of this podcast. Um, And like I said earlier, letting go and giving things to God is easier said than done. And I can honestly say it's something that I have, I haven't practiced as much as I should have in the past because I'm like, I feel like I'm not, I know that I'm not, but because I am a bit of a black sheep in my family, I always went for what I wanted and I had so much pride in getting exactly that and keeping that and proving to others that I could do it. I can get it. I can sustain it, even if it didn't feel that good to me. And it's like we hear the saying, we want what we want is not always what God wants. And it's very much so true. But then again, it's hard to accept sometimes and truly act on it. I know for me, I've been dealing with a lot of closed doors. Honestly, these motherfuckers feel like they are slamming the goddamn door in my face. Like, oh, bye. Like, just rude. Just rude. Um, some doors have been closing more gently than others. Um, there's been a lot of no's and a lot of not right now's. Um... And that that's really intense in this like time of, of uncertainty, like having more extra uncertainty on top of uncertainty is just really not it. Um, yeah, so what's truly giving me peace right now is the confidence in myself, the confidence in knowing that everything is working in my favor And the redirections that are already leading up to situations that I can never imagine. Like every closed door is a redirection to where you're supposed to be. And then everything that goes wrong is a lesson you're supposed to learn to get back on that path that God made for you, right? And that's the beauty in all of this and in life if we choose to view it that way. I know, I know, I know. It pains. Trust me, I'm a crybaby. Like things hurt me. Like they really, really do. Like anybody. And it pains to let go. It's one of the hardest things to do, but we are more well, we are more than equipped to do so with the right mindset, mental health, and faith. That's all I have on that right now, though. I hope that all made sense. I'm talking to myself, and it's just what I've been going through as of lately, and the reason why this is my update is because, like, it's yeah, it's what I've been going through, not in one specific. Part of my life in career, I graduated into thinking I was going to do one thing. I'm going into something else. Like it's a lot going on right there. I'm in friendships, letting go of certain friendships that just like don't no longer serve me. In relationships, that the idea of what I thought isn't what it is. But let's work with that. Like let's figure out what that is with God in the middle of everything. Different habits that I know that need to I need to get rid of. And it's honestly it's like the purge. It's purge season. If someone was like, oh, okay, what's this chapter of your life called? It's like Purge. It's also called like Surrender to the Possibilities, which I'm getting tatted on me very, very soon. I only have one tattoo. And I said I wouldn't get another one until something like speaks to me like nothing ever before. And during the quarantine, I figured out that I want to get Surrender to the Possibilities. If any of y'all steal it, you better watch out. It's on.
5: Through this journey of discovery. <laughs> I've
0: finding you and finding me. Finding you and finding me. Now that I have something, something special
7: to
5: bring out the joy. Bring out the joy inside of me. Inside of me. Yeah.
0: <laughs> okay, I hope I'm this sounds aware. good because I'm adding it in. But welcome to the oh. Fair Thoughts podcast where. Psychology, pop culture, and self meet. It's Penny and Nancy. I'm joined here by La La Weir. So the song y'all just heard. We've we've definitely been watching a lot of Netflix, right? Oh my god, yeah. Like all, all the new black the shows. New
6: shows. Like I'm on season seven of
0: Girlfriends. Yeah, and I'm on. I'm still on season two, but I'll pop in and watch with you and see. Yeah. Now. Like, but it's
2: crazy because season seven, it's when Tony's off, so I'm really not that interested.
6: No, anymore. it got really
2: weird
0: like season five, Sick. six, seven, it's it like started to get six. odd. When John became a neat girl. Yeah. I was like, it oh, to get real weird. yeah. But that was the, the theme song the Half and Half. so my favorite. I love that show so much. I, I never really got into the show. Whenever I I remember the theme song because it yeah. would come on, but I never watched it. I'm not sure so if I, good. my parents turned it off or if I just didn't watch it. You just personally. probably didn't
2: watch it. I feel like a lot of people really didn't watch that show, but I don't know
0: why. It's actually really good. But it's
2: really good, but it's also about two past sisters.
0: Oh, know, you're into that. Like so you could really relate to it in a sense. Oh,
5: in a sense. Yeah. In a sense. Say, for instance, if I visit an office. So I went to go the other day to funny as side note. So I went to go visit. I had a meeting at RCA the other day. So oh, I was shit. in the Sony building. <laughs> I pull up on Penny at work. I walk in her office and I'm like, yo. And she's like, oh shit, we have Popeye's chicken sandwiches. We had hella
0: Popeye's chicken they had sandwiches. Like a million. It Popeyes was my girl sandwiches. Christina's birthday. Christina, shout out to you. Happy birthday again. We
5: got her mad chicken sandwiches. So this bitch takes two Popeye chicken <laughs> sandwiches and helps me stuff them into, <laughs> into my hoodie. And I went to my RCA meeting with chicken sandwiches in my and pocket. And I know she's smelling, smelling like fucking Popeye's. Smelling like fucking Popeye's, but, but I didn't give tell Let me tell y'all
0: one thing about these Popeye chicken sandwiches. Why my whole office ate, and some some of them, it was the first time eating it, if you know what I'm saying. And we were all dead ass Exhausted We were like What's wrong with us We don't feel right Like we were in the office Like it's time to go home You think
5: a bunch of white people Who don't (laughs) eat shit like that It's time to go home Wasn't gonna eat a big ass Steroid (laughs) chicken sandwich And get exhausted I'm like Is there
0: aluminum in here Like what's What's happening In this fucking sandwich bro like, we were all literally have the extreme eyes it like And I had kid. said, you know, it's hysterical. I was like, damn, I got the itis. And they were like, the what? The who?
5: <laughs> yeah, because they be eating. You know, I'm going to get the itis from a goddamn kale smoothie, nigga. They don't know what.
4: It's a matchmaking process. So you got to be patient. So some people, they, you know, they find a therapist once and they're just like, therapy is not for me. But mm-hmm. that's not true because you connect. You have friends. You connect with oh, friends. Oh, you seem you to like right. connect with them.
0: It's very good. Yeah, you yeah. have to connect
4: with them. Like. If if they don't speak your language, then you yeah,
0: know. then <laughs> try somebody yeah. else. Yeah, but Yeah, so no, that's how that cause people people like will get really like weird about getting therapists, or whatever. And then like they'll go to one, they're like, oh, it's exactly what I thought. Like this shit mm-hmm. is stupid. I'm not going again. So find someone who literally like yeah makes you feel comfortable with that ini- maybe even that, that initial or maybe the first two sessions. Or yeah, whatever.
4: yeah, yeah, yeah. It, like you got you know, it's kind of like dating. Like you, I mean, if you're the type who doesn't go on a second date, because I'm that type.
0: You should always but, go on like three dates. Yeah, but, I like, definitely have to give it, it, it a try. <laughs> I think three times a charm. Yeah. Guys, I have or like two. A,
6: two is a charm 22? for real.
0: I have a dating. The, block, if the y'all. second
6: one, okay, if the Boys first in one. in New York are scary. They yeah, are, but if the first one I don't wasn't know about great, that yet. if the first one wasn't great, then. This, say so you try the second one, if the second one isn't great, you can just rest assured that the third one probably not gonna be great, but you can try it yourself. That's but, fair.
0: If there's anything like lingering in you that's like ma- intuition is everything.
2: Don't play yourself. If you know you ain't out here trying to be you no know, like whole or anything, you don't need to be out here doing that. Mm-hmm. Have some sex with people. Mm-hmm. And I'm like very much someone that's like, I'm a relationship person. I don't wanna be out here. Like, and I'm not old, but like when you've spent so much time with someone. You don't want to just be out here wasting your time with another. Yeah, girl. you know, like I don't have time for that. Like, and a lot of guys just think like, oh, she's so serious.
0: She want to get married. I'm like, no, I'm just doing my. She's like, time I'm dating, and I'm you. and I'm dating with an intention. And yeah, if I know you ain't from the jump, why would I waste my time with right? you? Exactly. Like, why I would I waste be, my you time? You could be writing music. You could be doing shit for yourself, right? Like, exactly so I'm like
2: I don't want to do that so post like the relationship like us breaking up I was just kind of like all right let me get back in like therapy let me like I love that yes yeah, give back in th- yes girl I'll be trying to advocate like for therapy cause yes. a lot of people have this wrong like misconception of therapy sure. like, you gotta be crazy like you're crazy if you're going a therapy and it's like no it's just Kind of just to upkeep like, your your mental well-being. Yeah, you know? I and mean, even like, just
0: like to talk to somebody. Like we all, right. life, life is hard as hell. Like seriously. Okay. So if you can make it a little bit easier just by talking to an unbiased person who like has your best interests at heart and really knows like how to navigate life and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It's like, why would you not? You know, like mm-hmm. it's crazy. but yeah. I feel like
3: <clears throat> I would be open to going to therapy you know, because I do feel like there are some things that have occurred in my life that I haven't fully, you know, come to face, you know, the uh, excuse me. I feel like there are some things in my life that I haven't fully come to terms mm-hmm. with or I haven't fully faced. Um, but for the most part, I'm really good yeah. at unpacking my shit. And so like, I think that a lot of times, or a lot of hang-ups that we have in our adult life is not unpacking our childhood Mm -hmm. and adolescent traumas. And I've unpacked a lot of that stuff, Mm -hmm. honestly, with my parents. Me too. Um, I'm one of those kind of people. I'm a very in-your-face-ass person. (laughs) And I'm a very matter-of-fact-ass bitch. No, I love it. it, I'm just being real. And so when it comes to my parents, when it comes to my parents, I don't make excuses for them. And I don't pacify them. And I hold their asses accountable for the shit that they did or didn't do in my life. And so for me, I've really taken the time out to get to know my parents really for who they are and not as my parents. Individuals for who that person is and who that person is and not who I want them to be and put all of those different things into perspective and gone from there. And I feel like that has helped me a lot to not necessarily have to go to therapy. But I would still be open to it just to see like if I actually need it because I'm sure I need it and not, and I don't even think I need therapy for like what happened Just to navigate in my childhood. Life right now. nothing detrimental happened to me. Nothing has. Right. I, I think that if I went to therapy, it would be more so to, like you said, to navigate what has yeah. happened to me. And like I feel like, adulthood.
0: um, yeah, a lot of people, you know, for the most part. Like I've been in therapy for years, and of course, like studying psychology and doing what I'm doing now with the podcast and stuff. Everything really does revolt, result back to like your childhood trauma. And- the fuck out of me to begin with and Mm -hmm. it still scares me because I'm like, I don't ever want to be dependent on anything to make me feel a certain way Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because it's like, what the fuck? Do you want to say something? Well, I, got I never, never take your medication. Oh, I got a lot of words. Yeah. yeah. So, so uh,
4: <laughs> okay. So, uh, if we're since we we're talking about mental illness, like we have this, there's a stigma surrounding mental illness that it's just like, oh, because we're dealing with how you feel, like in the on the inside, it's not taken as seriously as you know a pain that you would feel physically, like yeah. if you broke an arm or something like that. But like, say if you have cancer and you had to consistently take a medication, like chemo, mm-hmm. in to, in order to prevent yourself from having cancer, you wouldn't feel bad about taking that medication. Mm-hmm. So at the same like, in the same vein, like, mental illness is an illness. It's not, like, a choice. It's definitely not choice. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, we're not saying, oh, well, maybe next time I'll try harder to opt out of, you know, <laughs> being being anxious or having ADD. Like, that's not something that we, we really have a choice about because there are just, there were things out of our power, like, that happened to our circumstance that we just, like, didn't choose. Like, no one chooses to be born. No one chooses to have the parents that they did. <laughs> Don't be ashamed of it um this world teaches us that like we always have to be ashamed or feel guilty or be punished because of like a negative thing that we're experiencing but that's not the case um so never feel like you you know you're less or you know you'll you'll get in trouble for it um and then just uh communicate with people don't don't be afraid to ask for help do not lock yourself up don't don't be so proud to think that, oh, like I want to be quote unquote strong or I want to, you know, prove something to yourself. Like if it's threatening your your safety um, and your health, you like this is this is kind of harsh, but I kind of think it's kind of arrogant for people to not reach out for help because you think that you know everything and you don't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like you don't like people if, if you're if you're smart, you you are you know, to admit that you don't know everything. So consult people who who do, consult people who do know things or other things or perspective and, um, you know, be discerning, take their advice with a grain of salt and whatever feels right, do it. Whatever doesn't, you know, don't do it, you
0: know? Yeah. Another study in Sweden found that 73% of independent musicians have battled stress, anxiety, and depression. This doesn't even have, they should list out everyone who committed suicide as well, because like it's wild and it's not fair the people who bring us so much joy are suffering so much and we just like are watching it happen that never sat right with my soul since i was like 16 like seeing people drag justin Bieber because they thought he did cocaine i literally was screaming at tmz at the tv and my family was like girl you don't even know him i'm like it doesn't matter he's a human being it doesn't matter he doesn't deserve this anyway a lot of what you see okay. on TV, it is real, but
3: it's very, they put you Got in you. a controlled setting is what it is. Um, so I like to say that they use reality TV or they use people on reality TV um, wow. as lab rats. Um, th- they're modern day lab rats. They're um, mm. controlled social experiments. Reality TV is just, in my opinion, a way for them to do social experiments and yeah. for it to be publicized because that's all they're doing they're putting the same types of people every season in the same types of scenarios different environments same scenarios to see what types of reactions they're getting out mm-hmm. of these different groups mm-hmm. but they're the same groups every single time and so for me it's just kind of like you know you get comfortable like okay so you you're in front of the camera and then you have to get comfortable with that and then like so on a day to day you know, you wake up, you have to put your microphone on and because you have to be mic'd at all the time so that they can always get like your audio and stuff like that. And you get comfortable with the cameras following you around the house or whatever. But once you get into that mode, you're no longer, you're no longer being yourself. I mean, you are
0: being yourself, but to a certain degree. Exactly. You know so there's no way to be deal. 100% yourself like that. It would just, that's unrealistic. P- like the PTSD that you guys experienced post Bad Girls Club. And can you guys just kind of walk us through like what that felt like, you know, where it came from oh, and yeah. how you worked through it?
3: OK, so, yeah, um, I feel like basically because they play like they play a lot of games with you mentally on the yeah. Like I told you, I feel like it's a social experiment because you, you do talk to a lot of like psychiatrists and therapists and, you know, whether they're real or fake or whatever and you're put into controlled environments and situations and things like that. And so I feel like what they basically are doing is Mm -hmm. fucking with you mentally. And when you leave out of there, like, it's kind of like coming out of like a bubble or a time warp. It's kind of like when people come out of jail, you know, you have to learn how to readapt or readjust to the real world again, because you've been locked under these fucking bright lights every single morning with a microphone and a camera shoved in your face every single day. And then it's just like, because like I said, they're playing games with you. And they're, crea- they're doing yeah. social experiments. That's what they are doing. They, they're they literally sitting behind a bunch of cameras all day.
0: Sometimes, and I just be like, what the I've fuck? I've cried
6: on the train. I've cried while walking. I um, cry everywhere. I cry at the store. I cry at the... Whatever.
0: Yo, yo, okay. okay. I can't help
4: it. Um, What was, what was I going to say? Um... I was thinking about this So so I'm in acting school y'all I'm in a uh, William Esper studio it's Yes a, um, congrats You just started I, I love it But the thing that I love About this environment Is that everyone Because acting The tools that we use Are emotions So people are like Oh my god actors Are so emotional Yeah that's right Because that's what We use to work yeah. So when I walk Into the studio It's like walking Into like an emotional Hogwarts Where everyone is just no. like Oh my god you're crying Yes we love it yeah. Like, yeah, like yeah. I'm so happy That you're a human You know what I mean Like people like to act Like people don't cry (laughs) people cry like we are all suffering every you know whenever life is suffering if you're a buddhist um No, no legit but like um yeah I cry I cry everywhere and like I was thinking actually quite recently because I was having some you know PTSD whatever and the the closest sometimes the closest thing that you get depending on how busy you are to being alone or ha- having privacy in New York City is being surrounded by people who you will never see again. Yes. Like that is the closest thing that you get to being private. But- <laughs> I cry over boys all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I love boys. Even yeah. though I say yeah. I don't I like dating. Boys. I mean it's we are nice like I love boys, but I cry about everything because because I feel and I'm not ashamed of that because I'm I consider myself a very reasonable person and yeah. just because I cry doesn't mean I'm not reasonable. Right. It just hurts your
6: feelings. Yeah, I just want to let it out. Let me let let it out, you know? Like, shit hurts your Um, feelings. At the end of the day, I'm not crying because we're not going to be together. I'm crying because I thought you... Like, you were my friend at least. Oh, I'm
4: crying because I'm comparing myself to someone else. That? Or I think that you disrespected me or that you think that I'm less. Preach. Or you underestimated me or something like that. That's why I'm crying. Mm-hmm. It's my ego. <laughs> it's my ego. It's really not about you. Yeah. I just want to love not. myself. It's not about you at all. It's, it's not necessarily I about love you. Me it's better. about my feelings. It's yeah. about the fact
6: that, yes, I'm now I'm comparing myself to this girl who some people said we looked alike. Mm-mm. So now I'm sitting up here like, okay. Now I was so fetishized. Now- Right. Yeah. Right. No. But no, I get it. Like I'm crying because my feelings are hurt from you. I thought you should treat me better than that.
4: Yeah.
6: Like I deserve better than that.
4: It's already hard enough to love myself, and now you're making it really hard. Yeah. Um.
2: I'm
4: five four. You need to be like five eleven at least.
0: Like <laughs> women are so like I'm four eleven, so height was never a thing for me because I'm just really right. small. I'm just so small, but I know like it'd it be a struggle. They say for women to find dudes that are like kind of tall. Yes, I'm like, I'm I like, need to well, be a, a little tall.
2: It's a, you know, it's that height ratio for me. You know, like, yeah, you know, when I'm trying to reach up for a hug. You know, that's real mm-hmm. cute. I don't need you to be at eye level.
0: But then it's like. Sometimes you can like miss a really good dude just because they're a little that is shorter. True. that is true. I tell my that friends was... that all the time. I'm like, girl, y'all, you're over here complaining about this tall nigga who's not texting you back. But meanwhile, you could be <laughs> over here. But wait, wait, wait. <laughs> I mean, look, that, that's in my prayer to God. I'm like, God, I need a
2: tall man. <laughs> Please don't make it. Please don't. Leave oh me my hanging. gosh. So-
0: One tweeted, men get a haircut. And suddenly they got twenty errands to run. Get your ass back in the house, whore. And then I'm not sure if y'all know that um, that um, video clip of I think it's Black Youngster, and he's saying whore,
3: whore.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Hysterical. So. Man, get a haircut and suddenly they got 20 errands to run. Get your ass back in the house. And actually it was really hysterical because as soon as do start to get haircuts and stuff, post quarantine, they start to switch up. They start to act like brand new. It's like we saw y'all without those. And they just, I feel like, but that's really how I feel when I get my eyebrows done or I get my hair done or something like that. I'd be ready to see everybody and be, be ready to do everything. But it's funny that boys are like that too. Get your ass back in the house. I'm just kidding, guys. Y'all better flaunt y'all's little haircuts. The the important because one thing I took away from this was like how her and old oh boy that y'all about to hear about had like different communication styles. And I feel like we always talk about how like zodiac signs don't match. You know, yeah. we talk about how all these things don't match, but we don't talk about how communication styles don't, might not match. Your attachment styles might not match, mm-hmm. which is what me and Melanie will be talking about later as well. So this That's like where the, I guess, the lens I want y'all to look at the story from. It's like, at the end of the day, I shouldn't have to,
6: it shouldn't have to be all these conversations. It shouldn't have to me feel like I'm chasing you. Like, what the fuck? I don't do that. Like, he's like, no, you, he was like, you're not chasing me. And I'm like, it's just, at the end of the day, I know I was always taught that if a man wanted to be with you, they would be with you. There will be no questions
5: asked. Yeah, why don't you take that lesson?
0: You never take that lesson for what it is. And for some reason, when somebody does, sidebar, when somebody does actively like you and actively pursue you, you push Mm -hmm. them away. And that goes into like the whole, like what we're talking about later, like attachment styles and how it's like learned a lot of times by like your parents. (laughs) Relationships, well, not all of them, but like the most recent, it's like, I would think that like little changes within that person was like, them changing on me and then with Mm -hmm. that happening will make me start acting bad shit crazy not even crazy just like you know maybe not even act like myself me being more anxious me being unsettled which then in return will just create a bad environment which just can spin into just like a breakup or spin into just Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. like bad communication and just people just not like you know like being on the same wavelength and stuff like that so i totally get that yeah all
9: right And so when you are anxious in the anxious attachment style, when things, when you're not getting what we need, we tend to um, start to have protest behavior, right? Mm -hmm. We start to act out because as anxious attachment, once we feel like we're not getting what we need then a part of our brain shuts down, basically like the, um, the, what do you call it? The, not the emotional side, the logical side, mm-hmm. right? That part shuts down mm-hmm. and then so we're just like stimulated and driving from the emotional side of our brain. So even in that moment, if we actually did know what we needed or want, it's hard for us to communicate that because the part mm-hmm. of our brain that is the communication part, the logic shuts down. It's like down. on fight or flight,
0: just trying to keep this yes. nigga. <laughs> yes, yes. Yes. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
1: that's literally
9: it. that's crazy <laughs> you said it the best way like you, you could have said it better Absolutely. oh my gosh and we've all been there right no, Like seriously and you come out your character and you're doing things and you're like what the fuck <laughs> and like maybe two days later
2: you're like why did I do like what yeah was I? Like,
9: thinking um But we weren't thinking in terms of the logical part of your brain. And so you were just not getting what you needed. And so you started this protest behavior to try to get what you need. And so you're an anxious attachment style. The first thing. Mm -hmm.
3: Exactly. So, and I feel like it's important for people to just make sure that they're Mm -hmm. honest with themselves, you know, and I feel like that's a big thing. Be honest with yourself. Um, be honest with yourself about what you've been through and what exactly you need. what you need mm-hmm. and don't make excuses. It, and, and that's a big thing. A lot of people are honest with themselves about what they need. Yes. And it, it'll and come out they they in different ways.
0: You. Like trying to get what you need will come out in nagging. Right. It'll come out in like lashing out. But all it is, is I need this for me to feel safe or for me to feel loved. Like it could, and everyone's needs are so different. So it's about like learning those for your friends, family, partners, all that. I'm not living in what was the world where I got it from.
3: You remember when we were in like maybe high school or college or whatever it was when Beyonce came out with that documentary when she had Blue? Yes. Remember when Blue was a baby and she came out with the documentary? Were we in high school or college? I feel like that was like maybe early college. Early yeah. college. So early college, she came out and it was actually before this, but she came out and she was saying, like, yeah, like my grandmother's pregnant yeah. are like still protecting mm-hmm. me, right? And so even before then, you know, I would always hear like older people say stuff like that because, you know, we are from the South. So people always talk like that. And so um, when I was in about the 10th or the 11th grade, I knew that one day I would have kids. And so, you know, I didn't know like, I ain't gonna lie like I know my grandparents probably pray for me you know what I'm saying but I don't really be knowing like how hard they They go
0: in I'm sure like grandma's mom I know they do my mom literally I like I'll wake up in the morning and creep downstairs she's already praying for the whole house like before we even get up girl right (laughs) and
3: so like one day I was like you know I don't really know how hard my grandparents are praying for me I was like I should probably start praying for my kids oh that's good so like I've been praying like I know one day I'm gonna have a son and like I just have this whole thing about like black men and just like that whole thing like you know like I I have a, like this whole thing about mm-hmm. them and so like when I was 15 I started praying for my son because I knew one day I would have a son like I don't have a son yet mm-hmm. but like and I still do like so I'm like okay I got him good on the prayers like he I love like, it he's
0: like, straight you know? he good <laughs> he, he already prayed for <laughs> he's pray.
2: he's prayed for um, Our wellness, especially as Black
9: people right now, it's more important than ever. Mm, Yes. And it's so important that we fill ourselves up. And, uh, you know, I say this during class all the time. Our cup has to be overflowing for us to give to other people. Um, And there's so much healing happening because the world needs us. Generations behind us need us. Generations ahead of us need us. It's our time to step up. and so. We have to take care of ourselves um, and, you know, lean on our ancestors and mm-hmm. their wisdom um, and do what we need to do right now so we can vibrate so high where we can continue to pull up more people.
1: Love that.
9: Um, yeah. So just like, you know, I'm in, of service to share anything with you guys. So please use me as a resource. Um, and that's
0: pretty much all. Yes, I to say. it reminded me of um <laughs> the session that we did um right after Brianna Taylor's like uh case, the indictments, stuff like that. Remember that session? Mm-hmm. That was so beautiful. Like that was mm-hmm. the first time I ever tapped in to think about, like honestly, think about. Although like, I'm not, like, my parents are from Kenya, and I'm first generation, mm-hmm. so I have like a different, you know, like view on everything. But I definitely. I'm seen as black. I was raised like all my friends are black. You know, you know what I'm saying. So it was the first mm-hmm. time I ever like tapped into like the whole ancestry thing, and even and more so like the future and like the past and how like we mm-hmm. are here in the present. Like how much power I'm about. I'm tearing. <laughs> around, like how much power that like that actually holds. Like and yeah, like yeah. what and what am I gonna do with it? You know, like I have yeah, the power yeah. to like basically mm-hmm. like. Help my future mm-hmm. and also like all the mm-hmm. prayers of like my mom, my dad, like what they wanted to mm-hmm. do like to like transcend that as well, and that's like if you yeah. think about like okay. the way that you move every day like that, it's like yeah you yeah. you can do anything right so
9: absolutely, yeah, because we're divine, and we are you and when you and when you wake up every day and you know that and you feel it in your body, your soul, your everything, then you move with intention. it's a different
0: type of power, yeah, it really is, yeah, you, so
2: you move with intention
9: and so. Um, we need that, you know, there's so many forces that are against us and trying to just to humanize our communities in which, because they they see our light, they see our divine, they see our persistence, they see that we carry, you know, the wisdom from our ancestors, the strength. And, yeah. you know, and I'm not just talking about my African-American ancestors in the U.S., but at some point I am from Africa too. You know, and exactly. My mm-hmm. yeah. And so it's just like, you know, Beyonce talks about this, like, Ashe, like, Queen of Shun, right? Like, our ancestors are with us, and they they are laying it out where we're, we come from love, and we are unstoppable, and it's, like, we got to tap into that power, because, I mean, there's this, what we're going through right now is, like, history, okay? It is literal <laughs> history. It really is.
0: So, it really makes you think, like, what are you, like, are, like, what, do you want to do with it? Me personally, and even asking like my friends, just like, you know, people who I hold accountable, like, what are you going to do in this moment? Like we're in a pandemic along with like everything else going on. This is like a crazy time in history and it just, you can either let it give you power or you can let it like break you down. You know what I'm saying? So and Kenny, let me tell you, there
9: is only one you. There will only be one you. You are a handmade from God, the divine, the stars, everything. Yeah. And so for there to only be one you, and you're here right now in a time where nothing like this has ever happened, mm-hmm. there's there's a reason for that. And mm. like you said, there's a the gift and there's something you're supposed to give and serve and do. And And that just shows how
2: powerful you are, how special you are. Oh, my God. I love it.
0: Oh, my God. Okay. (laughs) All
1: right. Thank you so much.